0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Unrealist. Uh, if you wanted to learn more about staying mentally healthy as a founder or entrepreneur, today is your day. I've got a great guest. But first, our unreal stat of the day. And it's that about three quarters of entrepreneurs self-report that they suffer from a mental health problem. I'm shocked. I want to know who the other 25% are because this is a very lonely job. It's really tough. But regardless, it's a lot of people that deal with mental health issues. Allow me to introduce you to Jason Camosa. He is a mental health coach and sales psychologist. He's an expert in the field. And I'm happy to have him on today. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Our pleasure. So, you know, Tell me how you got into this I know that you were very early on at groupon as a sales leader uh, I know that um you you know helped grow that company significantly and now you're you're helping to you know coach and, and help entrepreneurs how'd you get into this and if just love to learn about your your journey
1: yeah that's a great way to kick things off and again thanks so much for having me on the show today I really appreciate you and, and what you're building at uh, on real estate so you know you. i uh I, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was an early Groupon guy and I uh, was there for about five years, did a lot of different uh, sales, revenue, growth uh, projects. My last position held was uh, to help build and scale the national sales team. And through this journey, um, at, at that time, uh, I had told myself a story. We all tell ourselves stories. And the story I had told myself for a long time was that financial success or stability is the path to happiness. So I personally grew up with a single mom uh, taking care of my younger brother. So we didn't have a lot of financial stability. We were kind of always worried about money. And so for me, when I came into this position at Groupon, um, I was fortunate to um, to have some financial stability. And then I kept telling myself, again, the story. If I make $100,000, then I'll be happy. If I make $150,000, then I'll be happy, right? And so this repeated itself and I found myself very grateful, very blessed, but at the same time... There was no intrinsic happiness. I kind of felt empty because for so long I had told myself this story of how to get to happiness. And then I got there and I was like, what? I'm kind of like, now nah, what? Like what, what's going on here? I'm not, right. I'm not, this didn't come true. My, the dream of, of my past self of having financial success and whatever. So I, uh, I found myself, I was burnt out. Like I was working way too much ignoring a lot of the priorities that that fuel me as an entrepreneur. So like exercising and relationship, a lot of that stuff I just pushed aside. Again, the story was like, I'm just going to work hard, make a lot of money group on, like, let's just do this. And all and the- Yeah, if that's the of story in your body. head.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah, so sorry to interrupt you. If that's the story in your head no. that um, this is the sort of golden, uh, you know, the, the goal at the end of the rainbow was simply I just get to the financial success. It actually makes sense. Yeah. I've, and I find uh, all the founders I talk to, we talk about this a lot. Like part of being successful. Um, one of the key things is pushing off gratification, right? So you're Delayed making this kind of conscious decision. You're like, Oh, let me push that. I can oh, the gym. I'll, I'll get fit after I get to this next milestone. Yeah. Oh, my relationship. Ah, push that off. Cause I, right now I'm trying to get this one thing. And if I get that one thing, that's the thing. And therefore, right. Uh, so this is, so I, I identify very closely with this, but so, sorry, go, go no, ahead. What were you saying? No, no, it's it's
1: true. And this is, I mean, this is pretty much human psychology. I think a lot of us just tell ourselves when I get X or when I, when I'm able to achieve X, then all of a sudden I will be happy. This will be, this yeah. is the, this is the thing I need to be happy. And then oftentimes we get that thing and you're still not happy. And so, right. um, as I mentioned, I, I was burnt out working a lot and long story short, I was introduced to uh, uh, my co- a coach and I was terrified because I'm thinking to myself, why am I going to spend all this money in working with a coach? Uh, what do I get out of it? What's the ROI? Right? I kept thinking to myself, what's the ROI? Um, going back to stories, I was never taught as a young kid to invest in yourself. I don't know about you and other listeners uh, out there, but for me personally, I was taught. If and when you're able to, to have some money, you got to save some money in your bank, you put it into stocks, 401k, those types of things. I was never taught, Hey, it's a good, it's a good idea to invest in yourself, learning, education, hmm. um, all these things. And actually looking back, I'm 38 years old now. The biggest ROI I've ever had out of any investment ever was coaching, putting my money investing into working with a coach, uh, and then seeing the ROI from that. A relationship. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, so I, and I think how, a lot of people,
0: how, yeah. a lot. I, no, my guess, so, so I've done some coaching. I've, I've had some coaching and it is one. And I had. I thought it's so funny. I thought about the same way because it's expensive. I, you know, the it same is. way you're talking about, like you, you start to think about it. You're like, uh, do I want to spend on it's, that? But really you have to remember that, uh, you are investing in yourself. And I do think as a, as a founder, most, um, most founders I know intrinsically sort of believe in that because you're you're always sort of continuously betting on yourself, right? whether yeah. you know in our case we're doing real estate tech, but we also often talk to builders, we talk to house home flippers like these are people that are like, I'm not gonna um, go do the you know the the corporate thing or the whatever I'm gonna just make this gigantic bet on myself that I can go do this thing, create this thing from scratch um, and so it's, it's funny you say that uh, you still you still kind of end up in this space where you think about, ah, do I I want to spend this on yeah. this on a coach. It doesn't make sense, but like, yeah, I mean, it. it there, there is. I, I do think it's a it's a pitch that that makes sense to a lot of people.
1: If you could, if if um, and again, knowing that like money was my one of my biggest, I was self aware enough to know like money, the idea of money just in general is one of my biggest yes. challenges. And so I like my the 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 logical mind was overriding the the heart, right? Because the heart says you got to yeah. do this. This is where you need to go. The logical mind says, you need to put that money into a 401k. You need to, yeah, you know, that yeah. money needs to, like, it was, so it's like this internal battle. And luck, lo- thank I God, my coach, Michael, which I dearly love, um, he's actually now head of a very large coaching corporation. But he said to me, <laughs> look, Jason, what do you want on your tombstone? Here lies Jason. He's saved more money than he spent. <laughs> right. And right. to me, that right. was like an, an aha moment where I was like, mm-hmm. Shit, like he's right. Because again, I had this this scarcity mindset. I had this. There was just so much fear about money, and so when I dove in, I wrote him the check, and I was like, "Fuck this. Let's just go. Let's just get after it." Yeah, yeah. A year later, it was a year program, and and it was just literally life changing. Like I can't stress that enough.
0: That's really cool. So I was going to ask you this later, but let's let's get into it. So. Yeah. Now now you're you're a coach. You you've gone from um you know being a sales leader to uh you know doing this full time. So yeah, or, or both tell me
1: yeah, how- I do I do coaching oh, you do both. And, and sales. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So tell me tell me more about what exactly it is you do. Is there a framework you use? Is there you know like kind of walk walk me through it.
1: Yeah, so essentially when I'm uh, involved with a relationship whether it's a one-on-one or group coaching, small group coaching We typically start with the first thing is is self-acceptance. So many people, like they want to get better. They're looking at self-improvement and all these things. The first step is to just accept where you are right now, today. Wherever you are, it's okay. And we're going to accept that. And then from there, after we have maybe one or two calls about, again, just kind of, hey, where are you at? Where do you want to go? Let's start with the end in mind. What is the end in mind? And how, what what steps are we going to take reverse engineering to, to work backwards, figuring out what's step one. Now uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, from there, it's, it's like oftentimes people want to, what I call like burn the city down. We don't want to burn the city. We want to light the wick. We want to light the wick. Lighting the wick means we're going to do something stupidly small. And when I say stupid, small, I mean, stupid, small, for example, One of my clients was trying to uh, be in better physical shape. And she's talking about joining the gym and like personal training, all these things. I say, Hey, so let's slow down here. The goal here is to do one walk around the block. Can you walk around the block once? Uh And then the next week, can you walk around the block twice? That's the consistency we want every day, small, tiny wins that, that incremental that add up to, Hey, now you all of a sudden you're doing a 60 minute walk every day. Now right. all of a sudden you're, you know, you start with one burpee, one push up. These people out here are just okay. trying to do so, you know, especially like, I know it's February. So February 1st is the, is, is typically the day where the m- vast majority of people that set New Year's resolutions give up is February 1st. Sure. sure. So the sure. idea is like, this isn't like a, a diet. We're not like, we're, we're literally like changing your life. We're changing your habits. Um, and we're, we're building a masterpiece day and that's different mm. for everyone. What does a masterpiece day look like for you? And that goes from literally the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed, what is a realistic masterpiece day look like? What are you doing? And I don't mean, oh, I'm going to go on the beach and drink a Mai Tai and, you know, like yeah. not vacation, real life. What, what is it? Yeah. What does a masterpiece yeah. day look like? And how do we create that in the framework we, that you, that you've, you're willing to uh, give to your life? And so, um, I like the analogy of, of block scheduling, um, I might be jumping down okay, sure, here, but block no, steps, no, like good. high school, like high school, you know, when you're, you have a, a full day in, of high school and when it's 1130, uh, you're in physics and you're not in gym class and you're not eating lunch, you're in physics, learning about physics. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we'll f- we need to adapt that, that, um, scheduling to our lives where, it's autopilot. We don't need to devote precious, beautiful, resourceful energy towards figuring out well, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do now? If yeah. you can build a schedule, you know where you're... You, like I could tell you, hey, I'll tell you four o'clock on Tuesday, what am I doing? I know because I have this. the schedules written for me. It's on autopilot.
0: Yeah, I've employed this and I, and I found that it, it, it is helpful. I, I found the hard part is staying disciplined uh, with it and keeping it consistent. Um, but but certainly I've, I've found that it that it works. one, one question I had for you, um, you know, I know that you've worked with uh, some of the greats, right? Great op- entrepreneurs, and continue to. Um, what are some of the, you know, common? I, w- I want I guess a twofold question. Let's start with the positive. What's what's the trait or the thing that you see them doing? Because I know that most of these people are falling into that seventy five percent that are they're dealing with a difficulty, with a mental health challenge, right? Um, but they're still pushing through that somehow and, and having lots of success. So, what's a commonality you see that's a positive? And then on the other side, what's a thing that you often see them having to, to work on that's common?
1: Excellent question. So, a common theme on the positive side is true conviction and belief. Hmm. And the belief, their beliefs and their their visions are not small. They have these grand, huge visions of how they're going to change the world. Um, I think investors like to see that. I think the employees like to see that the idea is like, Hey, we're, we're building something that is meaningful. We're on this mission and it's going to change the world. That's a common thing that I see across all entrepreneurs. Um, even you, I'm assuming you're like, look, you're not trying to build something that's just like a mediocre business. You're trying to build something yeah. that, Hey, this is really going to impact people's lives uh you know hundreds of thousands millions and millions and millions hundreds of millions of people's lives um so the conviction yeah, it's really is interesting
0: it, it's funny you say that because uh what, what i mentioned earlier at the top of this uh show that it's a very lonely position right so you have this idea in your head and this vision and you're telling people about it trying to get people to buy in. whether it's uh your team uh your investors sometimes it's your family right you're, you 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 know i, yeah. I left an in a job in investment banking where I was, I was making like real money and I had to say, eh, no, I want to like go do this thing where I make no money for the first, <laughs> hey, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody's looking at you like, dude, are you nuts? Like, what are you doing? Like you've, you, you've you done the thing. Like you, you worked hard, you went to business school, you got the job. Um, And now you're going to, to leave yeah. that to try what, like you think you're going to be like, yeah. and so then they start really kind of almost like not judging, but kind of just being like, yeah like you're okay at the one thing it doesn't mean you're going to be great at the this cr- creativity thing right um yeah. <laughs> and so you you really it's a lonely position uh and but you have to have conviction you really have to believe yeah. uh and it can't be halfway like because those days get hard sometimes you're like it could be easy to be like you know what dude i'll just go back to getting a nice salary and a bonus yeah and... no no no. you have to be in like yeah. 150 2000 percent, right there's no so, so that part you, like that part I get. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so you covered the, that, that part. What's, what's the, the challenge, the, the thing that you keep seeing that uh, we get stuck with?
1: Yeah. Challenge is, again, going back to stories. If uh, oftentimes entrepreneurs will tell themselves a story and that is the only story. There is a super tunnel vision where this is it and this is that, and, and that's the end of it, period there's no other options and it's my job to help expand that that vision and potentially change the lens on the camera that is our brains is our is our hearts right change the lens because there are a lot of different options or a lot of different things out here and you might only be thinking again this one clear path where i'm like i'm trying to provide a contrarian potentially contrarian uh, belief or 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 story or fact right so it's again it's about um it's like, it's like personal training for your mind and your soul. You're, 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 stre- you're getting stronger through the pain and discomfort of, um, doing out of your comfort zone, right? Doing things, you're, yeah. you know, ah, this is not comfortable. Well, yeah, it's not comfortable. It's not supposed to be comfortable.
0: hmm hmm Yeah. I remember, uh, speaking with my coach about this at one point and she said to me, it's sort of like going to the gym when you're making those gains, It's not like you're kind of just like walking on the treadmill, having, no, it (laughs) kind of hurts. And you actually, you start to get to that point where it hurts so much. You're like, is this, am I injuring myself or am I just uncomfortable in this point, at this point? And when you work out enough and you're really pushing it, you start to realize, oh, that's just, I'm uncomfortable. And that's where the gains come from is like, you're not going to make it anywhere if you just kind of like, you know, loaf loaf your way around the gym right and this is the same thing for mental health uh you've got to kind of expand and push yourself uh so that that makes complete sense to me
1: yeah absolutely and it's uh, like you said you're using that gym analogy if you go into if i go into the gym right and i'm lifting five curling five pound dumbbells and i'm not getting results it's like well yeah you're not getting results because you're not challenging yourself and you're not you're not in that you're in your comfort zone when you get out of that comfort zone, mm-hmm. that's what's going to fuel the growth that you're looking for. And then when you get to that, mm-hmm. like, and it's also like a video game, right? Level one, you start, it's like, okay, well, this is, okay, I got it. And then level two, a little bit harder. Level three, you want it to be harder. You want level yeah. six to be harder than level two. Why? Because if level six is easier than level two, you as the player are like, what the, why did I, what's what's going on here? This game sucks. You're
0: right. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. So that's like life. That's life, man. Life is,
1: it's going to, our levels are going to continue to get harder and harder and harder. But the training that we've had through the last levels, right? We defeated level two. We go to level three, level, we, we're ready for that level. How do we know that? Because that's the challenge that we're currently facing. And everything else in our past has literally prepared us, has trained us for whatever challenge that we have right now today.
0: I love it. Um, no, th- thank you for your, your thoughts on that. All right. So we've covered um, we've covered what you do. We've covered some of the commonalities between these founders, uh, both the positive and the sort of challenging side. I'm wondering, are there any trends you're seeing um, with respect to entrepreneurs and coaching and mental health? I mean, to me, I, I feel like uh, in the last even five years, especially maybe with the pandemic, people are talking about it more people are it's becoming more acceptable i mean the reason that you know frankly i i was able to get a coach was that i had an investor who had a partnership with a coaching company and was like as part of our investment we give you we give you this right And i was like, i hadn't really thought about it but i was like oh wow like the fact that like in, in, you know investors were thinking no we want we know how hard this job is we want our founders to be you know sort of optimizing around this so that's one trend i've noticed i'm wondering if there are others that that you've seen
1: You're hundred percent on point. Um, the, the mental health talk is continuing to grow, which is great. Um, I don't think we're anywhere near where the, where society needs to be in terms of, um, treating mental health and, um, not just treating it like proactive, proactive education, right? So it's like one thing to get help and to go find someone, like if you're already burnt out, if you feel depressed, if you feel anxious, um, but it's another thing where it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pro, we're going to proactively engage and invest into these things so that we're not only preventing those, that shitty, those shitty feelings we don't want, we're also optimizing ourselves for the highest chance of success. And going back to what you talked about investors, in my opinion, it's insane that there are, there's not mental health included with all. And like, if I'm an investor, why would I not want to have my, my founders yeah. Like like their their mental their mental health it has to be optimized because if not, my money's at risk. Like selfishly. Yeah. Right. Like even if they say like we don't care about the entrepreneur, which they should, and hopefully they do, their money's at risk. So if you have yeah. a, a mentally unstable or a, you know, it's like you want to make sure that happens. And actually, a shout out to Listen Ventures. Listen Ventures is, I believe, one of the only firms in Chicago that offers coaching um to all of their uh, funded companies they will offer coaching oh, as a part yeah so I hope that's the norm and I also hope within the next decade we make mental health um equal to health insurance right like I know that some health insurance covers some mental health uh, uh, um, uh treatments some don't so if we can make yeah. this like a, ju- just as as common as what's your health insurance like like you know Employees sure. expect health insurance. What about mental health? And the other thing is, um, going back to like the physical versus mental health, if you have a broken leg, right? People see that, oh, they're mm. compassionate. They can see there's yeah. going to be time yeah. to heal. It's going to take six months. You're in a cast and then you're in a physical, therapy. all these things. Phys- okay, that's, so if we could use the broken leg and literally tri- like copy and paste that for mental health, mm. what does that look mm-hmm.
0: like? Mm-hmm.
1: A six month yeah. recovery of maybe there's a traumatic experience, maybe you lost a child, or like you I mean, for us to 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 just to to make it to normalize it, to say, look,
0: yeah, yeah, you know,
1: you just because you can't physically see the injury doesn't mean it's not there.
0: That's the thing, it's not as obvious. And so it's funny, I didn't know that about listen. I've, I've met uh those folks before and they're they're really sharp. Uh shout out to Morgan Stanley. They're they're our investor that uh pushed push for Beautiful. coaching. Uh, and you know that I have so many, uh, I think venture stories and one of my, uh, one of the ones we, you know, I often joke about is that the Morgan Stanley investment team is like the sharpest, like, as you can imagine, right? It's like this global investment bank, but they had these like, you know, weekly meetings with us where they were just like, kick you know, bust our hump all up and down. The you know, I mean, they're really tough meetings. Um, and uh, but I I, I would counter that with like, but they are also the only one that was like, okay, we're gonna you know get you in tip top shape, right? To be the best founder you can be. We're also gonna give you some coaching because this is so hard uh, psychologically. We want you to be yeah. you know, all right in your in your head as well. So um, yeah, man, that's funny. Uh, okay, so um, one more question for you um before we 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 wrap up. Um, I'm curious, you know, the thing you just said about insurance, uh, you know, made me think of this. Where does the line um, kind of stop for tra- traditional psychotherapy and then begin for coaching for a founder? Because I've done both. I've, I've, I've been to therapy. Yeah. It's been great uh, for me. And, and this that's the same thing. It's like working out, right? It's not fun. It's hard. And it's like you're doing work, right? You can get homework and you come out of there, right? Um, and I'm, I'm just curious, Where where does that line draw from, you know, because you might be doing both, right? You might be getting therapy from a psychologist and then also getting coaching. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think it is a subjective, like depending upon who you are and who you're working with. Um, From my experience, when people ask like, well, what's the difference between what you do in therapy? There isn't a therapeutic aspect to my coaching. However, in my experience, therapy oftentimes will talk about your, a lot about your past, um, like Digging into the past, and there's not a lot of actionable or executable um, um, initiatives. In again, just just based on a broad definition here, therapy focuses a lot on your past and kind of how your childhood got to how how your childhood kind of sculpted you to where you are today. We can discuss that with my coaching. However, what I want to do is say, okay, look, wherever you are today, self acceptance, you're here today. Where do you want to go? Where are we going to go on this journey? And what is the end? What is, again, start with the end in mind. What is the end goal? And how can we how can we break it down into micro steps so that yep, you yep. are just starting today? Um, again, stupid stupid small. If you want to write a book, can you buy a notebook and a pen and write one word on a page? You started. You started writing the book.
0: Yep. 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 Yeah, this is something my uh, my therapist called tiny habits. You start one thing, it built upon another thing. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's a book. Got it. That's, it's a
1: book. She's referencing a book, tiny habits. And it's true. If you, it's like, we want to boil the ocean, right? You have to like, you have to just start small and start somewhere. And another uh-huh. quick, like uh, another quick, one of the things, my coaches, one of the things my coach taught me, it's okay to suck. It's not okay to skip. So huh. using, using the gym, right? You don't feel like working out. Ugh, I don't feel like working out. If yeah. you go into the gym and you get dressed and you do 10 laps, that's better than nothing. It's better yeah. than skipping yeah. and saying, fuck this. I'm too tired. I'm going to go home and lay on the couch.
0: So you know the anything is better than is, nothing. This is almost, and I can't remember uh, which uh, skill this is in the psychology world, but this is 100% right. Because what ends up happening is, you know, it's, first of all, it's way easier to skip anything, right? Ah, oh, I just won't go. And then that's done. Um, when you force yourself to go, what often happens is you get into some sort of flow state where you say, even if you say, you know what, I'm just going to do, um, half of the sets and half of the reps, uh, when I go to the gym today, um, what ends up really happening is once you get dressed, you put in the headphones, you get going, it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be. and You end up doing the whole thing or maybe more, right? Because you got into the motion of, of being there and you kind of lock in, um, it's way easier to just be like, ah, I'm just going to not go. And then nothing happens. Right. The exact opposite. So I think, I think you have it right, right on.
1: Here's the Here's one of the, one of the like taglines or or, um, lessons that I like to teach some of the folks I work with, it's called fuck your feelings. And basically what that means is if we let our feelings dictate our decisions, especially when it comes to things that we know are good for ourselves, We're not going to be in a good situation. So I don't feel like going to the gym. Well, too fucking bad.
0: I don't feel (laughs) like eating
1: I I don't feel like eating healthy. I feel like eating a triple cheeseburger and fries instead of a salad. Well, too bad. I don't feel like going to bed early. (laughs) Who is in control here? Because it's there's only two options it's your feelings or you. So if if it's not you, guess what? It's your feelings. And I don't mean fuck your feelings like when it comes to like a relationship. Or, you know, I'm talking about interpersonal relationship with yourself and the stories and the feelings that oftentimes guide what we do with our lives. Like you said, I don't feel like going to the Mm -hmm. gym. I'm just going to skip it. Well, who's in control? You or your feelings.
0: Right, right. Thank you for that. All right. So we're going to do a quick recap. Um, It sounds like, listen, uh, over three quarters of, I think it's way over, by the way, three quarters of founders, entrepreneurs deal with some sort of mental health, uh, challenge. It's a very lonely, tough gig. Um, but that said, there are, uh, professionals like Jason, um, coaches that can help you, um, manage, manage through this, um, that on the, on the positive side, conviction, all these founders have that conviction, um, on, on the negative side, um, what's negative again? I'm reading Basically it the,
1: if, if, if the, if the, the stories they're telling themselves, they usually they only have like one story. They only That's allow true. themselves okay, to have like one kind of very, very tunnel vision story. Yes. And my job is to like open or expand that to say, well, what else, what other, what else could be? What what other possibilities are out yep. there that you might not okay, have thought I'm gonna, of?
0: I'll read I'll redo it. Um so on the positive, these founders often have the greatest conviction. They believe and they run hard at it. On the negative, they also have tunnel vision. And what uh, coaches like Jason do is they help them expand that uh, horizon. Um, you know, I, I think that this is a really important subject. Uh, I've got a ton of founder friends that uh, struggle with with all these these things, and um, you know, I think I think we have to we gotta take it to the next level by. Getting some help, right? You can't do all of this alone. Um, Yeah. Life uh,
1: life is, you know, really quick LeBron James and Tiger Woods and Bill Gates, like all these people have like coaches, right? They have a team of people that are helping them. Yes. And it's like, so why is there this in society? It's like, there's this kind of like, well, you know, maybe I don't want to talk about therapy or coaching, whatever. So again, trying to normalize this and say, look, we're all in this, life's fucking hard. Like it's not easy. It's okay. Like talk no, it's, to someone. It's 100% get it, get right. it out of your get it out of your system. You talk to someone. You know? Yeah,
0: you talk to all the. You see, look at any elite, you know, was athletes or whatever it is. They've got a fitness Anything. person, a trainer, a uh, 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 chef, a nutritionist. It's like all these things, right? To to get there, um, it's weird. I think that we don't think about it in in all areas. But you're you're yeah. 100 right. Um, okay, so uh, first of all, thanks again for being here. This is my favorite yeah. part of the show. Uh, by the way, we'll be sending you a gift. So offline, you got to uh, shoot shoot me your, your address uh, and details. Um, now it's time for the fit check. Uh, right. I'm going to go first. I'm wearing a pair of... Oh, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> all right. These are, are sort of low-key. All right. But they're one of my favorite pairs of shoes because... They're these Nike ACGs. All right. And they're Gore-Tex. Yes, for the winter. They're perfect for the Chicago winter. Everything is snowy, slushy, and you don't want to wear like your best kicks and have them wrecked, but you still want to wear something that's comfortable that you like. And I love these things. And uh, the other day, uh, they looked like, uh, I don't know, what salt and mud. I took a cloth and wiped them up. They look brand new. Like, this is yeah. one of the most, They look new. You know, I mean, show them again. Let me see them again. Look, Let me see new, again. Right? They, they look new.
1: They look like you just took them out of the box.
0: Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've had this um, The other thing I'll add is you can see a little bit of, and this will be a tee up for, for what I think you're going to show us. Um, yeah. I love the influence. This is a Virgil, a Virgil Abloh influence here. The way that he used to sort of move the words down and up and into things. Um, yeah. And I'm a gigantic Virgil Abloh fan um all right what you got
1: all right man well speaking of virgil i had to put these on for you man because i know you told me you like them and uh i got the off-white uh jordan ones here yeah looking nice now i don't wear these out especially in the winter i'm inside obviously (laughs) so but (laughs) yeah no i got these um these are these are one of my favorites i uh um Yeah, it was uh uh, it was quite a gift to get these. And uh um I'm a big sneaker guy like you, so it's always fun to see like what what other people have. And I like I just like the idea of of um now that like it's it's normalized in society, like everyone's wearing sneakers. You could walk into like different ref like there's not this kind of like, uh like am I I'm I'm afraid like people are afraid, like should I wear sneakers? Like now it's like now everyone's wearing sneakers. Yeah.
0: Um, to me, yeah. I love it. I even love, like five I or 10 the, years ago, I feel like you couldn't do it. Like there'd be like yeah. certain places, but, oh, you go to the, you know, a nice place. They say, oh, you can't, you can't come in with those. You're like, yeah. yeah, now it's, you know, almost expected. everyone. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't, I don't even
1: know, like thinking of like the steakhouses of Chicago. Like if I went to Maple mm-hmm. and Ash or like masters, I probably could wear these. I'm not that I would, but like, I probably could wear them to a steakhouse. No one's, I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know. So sure. you're, you're right. Those, it's, uh, it's uh normalized.
0: So you've got my, literally my, that's my grail favorite shoe that I've not been able to copy yet. It's on my right. list. Uh, those are really cool, man. I'm, I'm jealous. Thanks. thanks man. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for being on the show. Uh, by the way, any, anything you want to, you want to talk about anything you want to plug, whether it's your website or yeah, you know, let's, whatever. Uh, it is.
1: Yeah. If you want to contact me, you can hop onto my website. It's jkcoach.me. So jkcoach.me. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jason Kamosa K-O-M-O-S-A. And I'm uh, always rooting for uh, the Midwest, especially Chicago. So hit me up if you want to chat.
0: Thanks, Jason. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, we'll chat soon.